Are you a fan of our podcast? If so, make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter by searching trans performance By following us, you'll have access to exclusive content, special announcements, and more. Join the T2 community today. So welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Benice Cassidy. Benice. Hi. Well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast room. Thank uh, you. How are you feeling? Um, excited. I've uh, always listened to your um, podcast, so it's completely bonkers to think that I'm actually sat here now on one myself. So, yeah. Amazing. So for the listeners... Benice has been with us how long now, Benice? Um, this is my third week now. Third week, three, three weeks. Yes. So Benice has joined us as a, as a consultant here at T2. She's going to be delivering our learning development programs to lots of customers and yeah. getting stuck in. And three for three weeks now, she's been learning content and getting used to how we do things and doing a bit of double banking with some of the other consultants. But we're in today and I said, come on, Bernice, podcast, yes. let's do your debut on the podcast. <laughs> so um, she sat there and listened to me and Spence record one this morning and we're straight in now. So for this podcast, I just want to explore a few things with Bernice, a bit about you, a bit yeah. about YT2, and we'll talk a little bit about learning and development as well, because yes. you've been in the learning development how long now? Um, about 10 years now, coming up to 10 years. So majority of my career has been in L&D and all sorts of different roles. So yeah. So talk to me a bit about that then. So you're, you've are you been doing 10 years in L&D. Uh, who have you worked for doing L&D? So um, that whole time was spent in telecoms. So working for the um, the biggest in the UK, right down to working for a really small um, provider as well. So all I've known for a majority of my career is telecoms. Yeah, I mean, you started off at BT, right? So yeah. large organization um, and then came up to Hull, Sunny Hull. Sunny Hull. Working with KCOM and yeah. then now you've joined T2. So what type of stuff was you delivering in that time then, Bernice? Was it more leadership stuff? Was it sales and customer service? Was it systems training? Was it engineers? Was it, was it technology? What was it? All sorts, really. So I started off um, um, on a secondment. So it was just a case of, I mean, I worked for BT. I needed a job after uni. So I went in, got a, a job speaking to customers on the phones. Um, from there, we then needed um, someone to deliver some systems training. So brand new system. I'd been working on trialing this system so that's how I got that initial step into L&D um, so I was up and down the country for quite some time just training out this new system from there I then got a permanent role and I was doing a lot of customer experience induction training sales through service um, so I then I think I was doing that role for a few years so it was just mainly training delivery um, and I then had the opportunity to um, go down the design route. For me, delivery is what I, I will always be passionate and I will always love it. There's nothing better to me than just being in a group of people and having a really great day. Um, but I knew for me, in order to, for me to develop, I needed to get a bit more exposure into the consultancy side and design as well. So as, as much as I, I did enjoy it, I learned a lot, but I knew I, that I was going to miss the delivery, but I'm really glad that I took that step because I got involved in all sorts and everything. I mean, I worked for 
was BT Enterprise. So we were very small in comparison to kind of um, the rest of the business, but BT Enterprise at the time had all sorts of different things. So I got to design and develop training for the people who monitor 999 and operator services. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, there was uh, BT Fleet. So um, your kind of MOT garages. So we needed to improve customer experience and MPS. So I had the opportunity of going in and designing and developing some training to, to in order to achieve that. Um, revenue assurance was another one. So the thousands of customers that weren't being billed, we needed to put some training together so that we've got a brand new team who can actually get all of this money back. Um, so yeah, that role was really great for me because it gave me the opportunity to step outside of my background, which was customer experience and having great conversations with customers. Well, that will give you moving around and designing and delivering different programs to completely different audiences mm. would, have give, would have built your skill set dramatically. Yes. I mean, I always say one of the reasons our consultants are really good here at T2 is because we don't just do the same thing over and over again. Yes. You know, you get a client brief, you work with your clients on yeah. what they're looking for. Yes, we have our portfolio of of, of pillars, if yes. you like, that we can that we can either deliver or pluck from. But quite often it's about listening to the brief, understanding what the customer wants yes. and being able to then slightly design something bespoke to deliver against that need. And I think coming here to T2 now, you having done that for a number of years will really put you in good stead. Well, mm. it already is. We can already see that. Yeah. So, okay. So so you've spent 10 years doing a lot of different stuff, designing yes. and delivering. Your passion is delivering. Yeah. Uh, I can see that as well. Um, why T2? So obviously you, you was aware of T2 from the outside. Like you just said, you listened to the podcast. Yes. So um, what was your thoughts on that? Was it just, because I've always had this thing, Benice, where, Internal learning and development teams are wonderful, and, mm-hmm. I've, and I've and I've worked with some amazing ones, and I've worked with some not so amazing yeah. ones. Let's say, yeah. but there's one stark difference between an independent consultancy and an internal L and D team, mm-hmm. and that is the fact that you work for that organisation if you're an internal. Yeah, you, you wear the badge. You're usually trying to develop people who you're lower down in the organization yes. from. Yeah. And no matter how good you are or how good the program is, there is an essence of you of those people going but you work here and I've been here longer than you and I'm more senior. So what can I learn from you? Yes. And it is, that's the reality of it. Whereas if an external comes in and you wear wear the T2 badge, it's like, I'll believe everything you say. Yeah. (laughs) Some people say to me, Martin, look, you, you, you've not said anything I haven't been saying for years, but they'll believe you. Yes. Yeah. And there's a value to that, isn't there? So much more credibility. Was that part of your decision to try and come and be an independent internal uh, external consultant who can go into customers without wearing the badge and try and make a true difference yeah that's always been a big goal for me so having all of my experience been working for internal and d teams at completely different um scales and sizes but that's always been a big thing for me being able to actually go and support different types of businesses as well but um I suppose when I think about why T2, I mean, you guys, T2 has always been, for me, um, the game changers. They do things differently. And and I love that. Um, and for me, yeah, I knew that I needed to, I needed to move on and I needed to also learn myself. Um, naturally, as someone who works in L&D, I'm very passionate about learning. So I knew that in order for me to 
I suppose, get out of my shadow self. I needed to actually get back to my seven yeah. and, and learn and develop. And I've always been a massive supporter and fan and I really love print as well. So I did my print three years ago. Um, and that's always been something that I've wanted to, to learn more about yeah. as well. Yeah. So three weeks in, yes. How was the reality? Is it like, I'm... oh my god, this is bonkers? It's nothing <laughs> I expected. <laughs> I mean, you're still here, right? So yeah, I'm still here. Um, I'm loving it. I mean, for me as well, I'm loving being in an office, being around people. It's something that, because of the pandemic, it put everything, of course, for everyone um, into kind of working from home. And my last organisation was very much flexible hybrid working, but I love being around people. So it's been great getting involved with the team and yeah really enjoying it awesome right let's move into um learning development if you like because obviously you've been delivering it for 10 years like us you have vast experience in in reading the audience and, mm -hmm. and doing small groups to uh, larger gigs to doing virtual training yeah. to you know on-site training to one-to-one -one work there's you know you've done it all so what if I was, I'm putting you on the spot here, Bernice, but if I was to say, what are your observations over those 10 years? If people are listening to this mm -hmm. and they want to, whether you're a manager of a team, whether you're in learning and development, whether you're just trying to communicate more effectively, whether you want some of the stuff that you're saying to land and you want people's buy-in, yeah. what's your observation across all those years around what makes great learning and development experiences what makes people have those light bulb moments i know it's a cheesy saying but yeah. what makes people change what shifts a mindset from one position to another position where they finally get it mm -hmm. and they're on board you know is there anything that you've probably discovered over the over the years that you would share as um, tips if you like yeah i mean you you um, hit the nail on the head there, light bulb moment. And, and that's a big driver for me. I, I love making those light bulb moments. But actually, I suppose, what is a light bulb moment? And to me, it's it's creating a moment of impact, but a moment that's going to be memorable. So, and that memorable moment needs to have an impact so that people can go away and take something from it and do better and be better, perform better, whatever it is that, um, that we're focusing on. Um, and also as well, really think about how you're going to plan out whatever that learning method is. So um, it might be that it's a, let's say it's a six, seven, eight hour workshop. It simply isn't possible for every person sat in that room to be able to memorize, retain and recite every single thing that's been said during that experience. So actually, what is the key message? What is it that people really need to know? Um, it might be that people need to do something differently. Maybe they need to make a change in habit or behavior. So it's all of the planning that goes on before then. So making sure that, right, okay, I know that people are going to come here today and this is exactly what they need to take away from it. And then thinking about, well, what can I do in order to make sure that that little nugget is going to be memorable so that when they leave and they can think back and think, oh my God, yes, I remember when Martin was in, I was in that group with Martin and this is what he did. It needs to be memorable in order for people to take it away with them. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's not just around training and, and for people who deliver L&D. That's for like managers who are doing team meetings. You know, yes. If you've got 10 people in a room for one hour on yeah. a Monday morning or a Friday afternoon or whatever it is when you meet and you want them to retain the 3% of information that you want them to retain. Yeah. You've got to, to your point, you've got to start with the end in mind. Yes. Which is what 
we're going to have an hour here, but if they leave the room and go into the weekend, what is the one thing I need them to remember from today? Yes. And once I've decided upon that, how am I going to deliver it so it lands with impact and doesn't just get lost yes. in the other hour of yeah. dialogue? And I think I was always taught early days in, in a larger consultancy when I was working out in Stanford in New York. I did some training myself on how to deliver. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing we got taught was you to make it memorable. Mm-hmm. It has to either be emotive, yeah. it has to have an emotional connection to the audience, or it's got to be novel, i.e. I'm going to teach them something new that is useful, yes. that they never knew before, Yeah, information. So novel and emotional makes it memorable. Obviously, the way you deliver it is, um, is important as well. So when I'm thinking about the end in mind, I'm always thinking, okay, so how can I add a bit of emotion into this? Mm. How can I capture people's hearts and minds? Yeah. Usually, one of the best ways to do that is storytelling. 100%. People connect to stories so much more than they do slides and information, don't yes, they? Yes, definitely. And if you're a leader and you stand up and you tell a story, yep. which connects them to you personally, but the, the point you're trying to make, yes. it's the most powerful thing, right? Definitely. Someone said to me once, um, people rate experiences based on how they're made to feel, not what they're made to do. Um, and I 100% agree with that. And when you think about if you're, whether it be kind of um, a leader or a manager speaking to their team, trying to engage them, it is, storytelling is fantastic because people, it sparks people's emotions and people buy into it. And straight away, you've got that engagement right there. Um, and it links in. So with once someone said that to me, so people rate experiences based on how they're made to feel, not what they're made to do. So that comes from theory from, um, a guy called Daniel Kahneman and he created the peak end rule and that's something that can be applied to all sorts of different things and that is all um, that was a study that was done and he found from there that people judge experiences based on how they're made to feel at the peak moment which is the moment that had the biggest impact during that experience and then the end as well so I've used this theory loads of times when looking at um, customer experience um, and improving proven customer experience. Um, you can look at it for sales as well, but I like to think of it, you can apply that to, to learning or just how you engage with people as well. So for me, that is um, really important when it comes to thinking about sticking with learning is when you're scraping and doing all of your analysis on what it is that you need to achieve. What are those memorable moments that's going to have an impact and it's going to spark that emotion within people, get that blood pumping, but also as well, how are you going to end it? Because first impressions, yes, really, really, really important. I like to be a little bit cheeky though and just challenge that and remind people that your lasting impression is always really important or if not just as important. Yeah. Because that's what people are going to remember. That's interesting. Really interesting point. On that point of storytelling as well. I got, we, we learned two techniques, um, which we often teach in our lead, uh, speaking and presenting courses here at T2, which is, um, there's two types of stories you can tell mm-hmm. that will, and you can take any point. It could be a business topic, a project update. It could be reinforcing the goals and the vision, whatever you're trying to do in the, in the meeting, but you can apply two sequences to the story. Yes. So the first one is the Cinderella story, mm-hmm. which is where you start off the beginning of your story. Yep dour like it's we're in a bad place the world's against us and you know we are the underdogs 
but then slowly through your story you start progressing to the what the future looks like and in mm. the end it's going to work out just fine yes that's called a cinderella story where you can start off low right really you, you often see talks on ted talks or on youtube where you know, I remember the best ever T2 Talks guest we ever had at one of our events was, yeah. a, was an ex-military guy, Royal Marine, called Bertie Carr. He comes on stage, the spotlight's on him. It's a dark room, audience is there. You can yeah. hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. And the first words that come out of his mouth was, he never introduced himself, he never did anything. He just started off his talk by saying, it's 2003, we're in Helmand province. I'm leading 30 men to attack the enemy compound. Wow. Right? Straight away, everyone's I'm like, listening. whoa. He's taken them to being with him in that troop on that yes. fateful night, right? Yeah. And then he built his story up. And obviously, in the end, it had quite a motivational, uplifting message. Yes. It's called a Cinderella story, rags yeah. to riches, right? The other one is called The Man in the Hole, mm-hmm. which is where it starts off quite on a high, normal day, you know, normal life, yes. happy in the in the walking in the garden, whatever it might be. And you've seen many films do this. Yes. You know, the, the two point four <laughs> children, the wife and the husband love each other. Life's they live wonderful. in a, everything's one, and then boom. Yes. Some tragedy happens, and they fall into a hole. Yes. And then the rest of the story is them responding to that tragedy, tragedy to get out at the end and finish on a high. Yeah. So there's two ways you can do it. Um. There's probably a few more as well, but we always got two techniques. It's like, if you're going to start low, build up to the crescendo. Yep. And if you're going to start really nice with some positive messages, bang into the hole, you've got to recover again at the end. Definitely. That's what captures people's emotion. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. And that creates those those peak moments as well that have an impact. I mean, if you look at films, so if you look at like a James Bond film, so that does it perfectly because it always, it might be that it starts off with that real dramatic music. There's always going to be a moment where um, everything's going well and then he gets captured or he gets kidnapped and you think, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to him? And then the reality is there's a big fight. He ends up winning he ends up beating the baddie and he gets the girl at the end it ends on a high but yeah you need that in in everything in so many different things so whether it be learning you need that kind of um that good difference in kind of in what's the right word what am I trying to say fluctuation fluctuation absolutely and I think if you look at any reality tv show now whether it's Britain's Got Talent or um anything there's it's the age old there's a sob story at the start of it yeah and you're and what you're doing is it's very very clever and, and it's thingy but you're rooting for that person then to be good yes so when they're amazing yeah it, it, tears are rolling down my wife's constantly like tears rolling down <laughs> her eyes oh my god because the emotional connection yes. to them doing well is now greater than it was before yeah and you got that from the get-go as well. Or someone who's got complete lack of confidence and they're very vulnerable and they're shaking. Everybody's rooting yes. for them. Someone who struts on stage and says, I'm going to smash this out of the park. Nobody's rooting for them. No. Right? I want you to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so storytelling is really interesting. Now, how do you, I mean, people might be thinking, how do you apply that to a team meeting on uh, operations update or mm-hmm. sales numbers or whatever it might be? Well, you can. Right. You can definitely take people on a journey and say, look, guys, this is where we are right now. Yeah. And, you know, including myself, we're struggling. Yeah. And it's tough out there. Right. And and the spotlight's on us. Yeah. And then progress into, look, but can you imagine what it would feel and look like if at the end of this month we're sat at the top of the tree? 
Mm. And we're the ones getting the recognition because we've turned it around and we've yeah. pulled it around. Rather than just going into the numbers update, yes. just taking them on that little bit of an emotional journey. It's is been what great, open and the honest. Great leaders do that, Bernice, really well, yes, don't they? They do. Rather than because some would just go straight into that meeting and it would just all be about the targets and the fact that we're not meeting we're 20% them. 20% down month on month. We must hit an extra £300,000 of revenue in yep. the next 30 days. Otherwise, it's going to, there's going to be consequence, yes. you know, and then it's like, and then you expect everybody to be behind it after that talk. And they're not, right? no, yeah. no, the people are just going to get defensive with that. Um, I think as well, um, it's all about whatever the problem is at the beginning. So I suppose this is like your, your Cinderella story. So um, it might be that, yeah, we're, we're not meeting targets, but yeah, it's creating a story. And, and also as well, getting people to think about, well, what's in it for me? Why do I need to listen? So people, so good speakers do it really well, where they start off with, this is the problem. This is why you need to listen. This is why it's important. And if we're able to fix this problem, this is the benefit. If you're able to to nail all of those things within that first kind of opening, then you've got that buying, you've got that engagement and people are going to listen to you. And that's the art of storytelling, isn't it? Where you bring something alive in the mind of the audience. Yes. And the only way you can do that is by doing what we're talking around. Start with the end in mind. What's yes. the value of this to you? What, Like I always start my talks if I'm doing a stage talk mm-hmm. or a conference talk with, you know, here, here's this is who I am. This is how long I'm going to spend with you yes. just to set their expectations. Yeah. I've got 30 minutes today with you and I want to use the time wisely. Yep. And if you come and be- come with me and bear with me, here's what you're going to get from it at the end. Yes. And, and you can see everybody sort of shuffle back in their seats and go, okay, 30 minutes it is. Yeah. You've got me. Yeah. And as long as now I deliver on that promise. Yes. Because the, <laughs> the worst thing is, is like, if, if I say... And I guarantee you that you'll take this away from it. And at the end, they go, what the hell was that about? <laughs> you know, then they're probably not coming back. <laughs> but Kat, bringing something alive in the mind of the audience requires the art of storytelling, which yes. means start with the end in mind. Yeah. And make that emotional connection and bring them win hearts and minds. Yes. If you can put in there some novel information, which is like, going to teach them something new that they didn't know some information yes they'll take that as well yeah but it can't just be littered with that Mm -mm. um i think the emotional thread is the more important one but you've got to obviously have something to say yes can't tell a meaningless story and then at the end of it go (laughs) right now you're all crying Uh, that's me done any q and a you can't just do that right (laughs) thanks bye the end (laughs) yeah i love that so Yes, yeah, so st- storytelling is important, certainly in L&D, and when you're trying to capture yes. people's and, and give people those light bulb moments. Yes. Is there anything else that, in your experience, you um, you would say makes really engaging meetings, sessions, training mm. sessions, where you're trying to bring people in a certain direction? I think um, energy and be very aware of how you show up, because I, I have seen certain facilitators or even kind of leaders managers running meetings where they just don't have that energy and straight away it it doesn't engage people that's something that's so important and I think a lot of people don't realize exactly how important and how key that is right you've just hit hit on something here and I'm going to make a point because I think it's really interesting energy the word you use there Mm. is so important in delivering any talk any meeting any session but don't mistake an energy for being loud 
positive, yes. commanding. That is a certain type of energy. Mm -hmm. Now, for example, know who you are because I'm assuming, Benice, you're probably going to be like me. We're quite high energy yes. as in we, our body language, our tone of voice, yeah. the, the speed at which we speak. All of a sudden, in the first 20 seconds, you're going to know, right, I know what these guys are about. Yes. I'm going to get full-on energy and engagement today. Yeah. So for us, our energy is high. Which means that sometimes, though, when we want to deliver our salient points mm -hmm. in a session, my adjustment is going low. Same here, yeah. So, so I'm like, right. And and if there's one thing you take from this today, let it be this. Yes. And then I hit the point really low and a bit slower. Yeah. Because my change in energy delivers the impact yes. that way. Whereas. I'm going to use Dale as an example, a consultant here. If you've ever worked with Dale, you'll know what I'm talking about. He is like, his voice is like smooth. Mm. You know, he's velvet. He's like, <laughs> you could sit there with him. He's, he's got moderate, calm, articulate energy. Yeah. So he will gauge with you and talk to you. It's very easy to listen to. Yes. It's very concise and clear and articulate. Dale's change is to go up. Yes. So when he wants to hit a point, he, and, and he smacks his hand and says, right, and listen, guys, if there's one thing you take from this, let it be this. Mm. His power is even going up. Yeah. So if you're out there listening to this and you're quite a quiet person and you're introverted, I think what Bernice is talking about is energy is so important. You've got to understand what type of energy you have. Yeah, be aware you, of your en energy. But you've got to be able to take it up. If you're slightly low, you can't stay monotone all mm -mm. session. You'll lose people. Yeah. And if you're high octane like me and you, yeah. we're going to exhaust people if we stay oh, high. Oh, yeah. Right? People are going to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, Calm down, please. <laughs> so knowing what your natural state is and being able to dial it yes. up or dial it down is incredibly important, isn't it? Definitely. Because also as well, I think a lot of people think in order to do this type of work, you need need real high energy and that's not the case it's a case of being authentic to you showing up as yourself but yeah having that awareness of my natural energy but also knowing where do I need to dial it up where do I need to dial it down to create those yeah. magic moments I remember when Dale did his interview because uh, if you interview here for a consultant role as you know mm -hmm. you've got to deliver to us you which have is indeed. sometimes the most never-wracking <laughs> thing to do and Dale came out and he was like, obviously, I gravitate to high energy people like myself. I, mm -hmm. I, as soon as you started, I thought she's great. As soon as Tracy started, I thought, yeah, because you mirror my yes. style and energy. Yeah. Whereas Dale was this composed, calm, very articulate. Mm. And at first I was thinking, I was looking at him thinking, is this, is this, is he going to go up? Is he going to, you know, where's he going to go with this? And then he asked me a question. Mm -hmm. And I answered the question. I can't remember what it was about. And all he did really calmly is he looked at me and he went, yeah, perfect, brilliant, well done. Not in a condescending way, yeah. in a way where I actually went, ooh, I've Thanks. done well, I've done well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I just warmed to him, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because he's got such a nice way about him. Yeah. And I actually thought, it was one of the moments where I thought there's a real power in that style. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 that non, because at times... Ours could be intimidating for shy definitely, people. Definitely, definitely. You know, I, I do my intro, all jazz hands and bloody, yep. and they're better thinking, oh my God. Whereas for high energy people, they probably love that. Whereas yes. there's a power in that lower tone as well. Oh yeah, because it can really make people, makes people feel comfortable and makes people feel safe in that environment. Yeah, absolutely. So we're on 27 minutes, Benice, already. Already. Couple, some great stuff in here. We've just gone with it, haven't we? So 
last question for you then in terms of what you know when you drive home on an evening you've got ultimate fulfillment or you yes. sit there and reflect on a glass of wine over the gig you've just delivered in the day yes. and you know you've made a difference and it's so rewarding and fulfilling mm-hmm. is that why you're in this is that why you do what is there anything better than that knowing that let's be honest at times you can change people's lives and yes. we've had that feedback yeah yeah that is that's exactly it for me um that's what I've I've always wanted to achieve is making those moments where, yeah, you never know that there might be something that does change someone's life. Or it might even be that it's just one small, tiny little change, but it's going to have a really big difference to how per- that person shows up for work every day. Um, it's, it's those big things, it's the little things, but knowing that I've made been able to support people in making a difference, that that's where I get my buzz. And the biggest impact I've found over the years is when it comes to doing one-to-one work or work with people who are open about struggling with anxiety and stress and mm. worries, when we take them through what's happening and that the vast majority of homo sapiens experience the same thing, the normalization of it that says, I'm not different. I'm yeah. like everybody else. Yeah. And I've got some understanding of it now. And I've also got some practical tips on how when it happens and it and it and it arises, how I can just control it a little bit more. Yes. How I can just understand it more so it doesn't have to thrust me into this chain of events. That's magical for me because if you can get somebody to even out their volatility of their state mm-hmm. by understanding what's happening and having a few coping mechanisms, yep. it's an amazing feeling to be yes. able to do that for someone. Yeah. Bernice, I could talk to you all day. We will be back for plenty of podcasts, but I've got to say for your first one, that is phenomenal. I'm sure the listeners will agree, but you're <laughs> um, such a natural and I've, and this half an hour has flown by. It's gone really fast. I think we'll call this <laughs> the art of storytelling telling and the and the power of positive impact or something like yeah. that because we talked a lot about that, haven't yes, we, in this we have, yeah. podcast. Benice, thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast. Introducing the T2 Leadership Retreat 2023, the ultimate leadership development experience from the people performance people. Join us at the prestigious Grove Resort in Hertfordshire for our annual leadership retreat where you will be joined by other senior industry leaders in this immersive three-day experience. The T2 Leadership Retreat will include a free night all-inclusive stay at Five Star Grove Resort, multiple leadership tasks, sessions and challenges, an in-depth personal leadership 360 report, an exciting off-site activity at a nearby location, as well as access to psychometric profiling and self-awareness tools. The retreat will be facilitated by experienced professionals from the world of business, the military and professional sport, and will feature high-profile guest speakers, Sir Dave Brailsford, Director of Sport for Ineos, and former New Zealand Rugby Union captain, Sean Fitzpatrick. To book your place on the ultimate leadership experience of the year, or for more information, please contact help at transuperformance.com.